So, I want to welcome you to the next podcast, which actually serves as the perfect next episode for both my Human Up podcast and my Yoga of Yoga podcast. And through the course of this next, let's say, 40 minutes or so, I'm going to try to keep it too. You'll understand why. To recap, my Human Up podcast is pretty much a wide open playing field for any subject about life, human life, that has to do with the upgrade to our consciousness and how it both, I don't want to say improves the quality of life, that's too flimsy, because it's it's more of a dimensional shift of life. It's bigger than just staying in the same place and just having incremental improvements. Though it is it is a gradual thing in a lot of senses. We're not talking about improving our lifestyles within the same dysfunctional lifestyle uh, that encompasses our normalized, depressed versions of life. And I'll go into what I mean by that in a moment. But Human Up Podcast is kind of open to covering anything we want. <laughs> and uh, But it does have to do with, with liberation at that deep level. It has to do with a dimensional shift in consciousness. It has to do with understanding this uh, code issue, as I often refer to it as, uh, between the objectifying, um, informationalizing, uh, old information-based ways of communicating. Google. Google information, language, and thought space, which we're all used to. We don't call it that. We just call it information. You know, oh, give me the information. I want information. And so everything is information transmission, right? So you you can learn about everything. This is doing something different. Human Up Podcast is not a learning about something. It's what's happening to your consciousness as you're listening. It's actually doing something. So it's not just information transmission. It's upgrading the very speaking and listening, and therefore the speaker and the listener meet in a higher space that is not divided and compartmentalized and separated as it is in normal fonts of communication and information dissemination. To make that less (laughs) wordy, Human Up podcast is the place where we get the upgrade by listening, by exploring, by just going into these spaces. And I gener- generally have a, a theme that I like to stick with, you know, like a title, a guiding title. I'm going to get to that too in a moment. Yoga of Yoga podcast is a little bit more specialized. It is... um and not specialized in the sense that way people think of yoga. So it's like, oh, this is about yoga on the mat kind of thing. Because yoga of yoga is precisely taking yoga off the mat. Uh, and um, it is 
basically fueled by the passion that I have and that we should all have if I do my job well in communication to upgrade yoga and our understanding of yoga and put yoga first rather than us and what we think we need first. And yoga as we know it is a me first download uh, from yoga that eclipses what yoga really is. Once we've covered that, which I have in my first three episodes of the Yoga of Yoga podcast, then we can go anywhere. And I'm, you know, the general idea is to stay with, you know, matters regarding mind, body, movement, yoga on the mat even, um, because I'm not dissing yoga on the mat. I'm saying we cannot limit yoga to this thing uh, that we call yoga on the mat, which we don't call yoga on the mat. We just say yoga. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it yoga on the mat. Okay, so both of these podcasts, both of these offerings are not information deliveries, but they are actually yoga of yoga podcast is yoga. Human up podcast is humaning up. Um, and that is the spirit of these offerings. They converge, which I didn't see coming. I should have, but they converge on this topic. And this topic, this episode is called glorified. If you've been encountering my work, you know I love neologisms, fancy word for new words. Uh, and I love the art and science of word fusion. You know, it's like we think we've got all the words in the, in the dictionary, but if that's the way it really worked, we'd never have any new words. Like, at what, at what point do we go like, okay, we got all the words now. Okay, no more. No more are allowed. We have all the words already, okay? <laughs> Which there is kind of that, in a way, that attitude. There's, a, I, there's always a little bit of a frowning upon neologisms. There's a frowning upon taking the liberty of manifesting new words, creating new words. But I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I love it. And you should too, you know, because it's, it's a freedom. It, it provides a freedom of thought and communication that is quite empowering. So I love taking words like glorified and turning it into glorified. And there's a lot of meaning to that. The reason I came to that was not for the sake of a neologism. The neologism always comes along as needed. It, it, was, it came along as a need to articulate a pathology that I've been detecting in human culture now for, for quite some time. Um, and have been denormalizing for quite some time. In my yoga classes, for example, against the grain, and not just of what people are asking for, but against my own uh, degrees of having absorbed the value system of our culture, which is what? Go, go, go. Get it done. Get more. Faster. Harder. Uh, doing things, you know, more is sexy, right? So like, it's got to be more intense. And, and if you got your workout, you got to crush it. You know, crush your workout. Oh, I crushed it. 
you know. Uh, <laughs> saw this magazine a few months back about this workout called The Punisher. Forgive me, I'm a little blissed off about this. <laughs> but the normalization in our culture of it's sexy to abuse ourselves. We don't call it abusing ourselves, of course. We just, oh, I killed it, you know, and um, <laughs> I killed it. There you go. Look at all these words. I killed it. I crushed it. Oh, man, I crushed my workout today. Oh, bro. I, even, my, even my Apple Watch tells me I crushed it. <laughs> so normalized. What's wrong with that? Oh, no, it's cute. That's sweet. Yeah, I crushed it. It means you did a good job. Great. Well, I'm going to ask you to just do something. You can always go back to normalizing it. It's fine. You know, whatever. But the purpose behind this offering is to denormalize and in that sense, be medicinal to what we've normalized about how we treat ourselves and how we glorify how we treat ourselves in harsh ways. And it all has to do with escapism and denial. And it all has to do with what I referred to earlier as this normalized depression that we just call life. So I'm going for it. I'm going <laughs> to go for it in this episode and really just call it out. I'm removing the gag order. Um, I am reminding you that I'm not pointing any fingers out there. I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm, I'm taking ownership of my own glorifier, that my own tendencies towards glorifying what is essentially frying us. So there you go. Perfect word, glorified. It's all glorified. It's glorified. We're glorified. Meaning we're fried and acting like that's like the shit. And I want to end that. Cut to the chase. It's not, it's not good for us. It's not helping us. It's not sexy. I'm sorry. I'm going to desexify it, <laughs> denormalize it. It's not sexy. We're convincing ourselves that it is because why? Because we have to. But why? Why would we need to? Because our other option is to see what it is and see it for what it is. It is self-abuse. It is escapism. It is denial. And it is a manic high that humanity is on. And it's not a high, it's actually a low. Hence the depression. We're on a manic high that glorifies because it has to. So we're enslaved to, we've got to make it normal. We've got to make it cool that we love to hack everything. Like my episode, a few episodes back, you know, stop with the, enough with the hacking. I think I called it. You should go check that one out if you haven't. Um, Cause it's, it's a similar tone and I'm in a similar way. I'm blissed off, but We, if you look at our language, the language confesses a lot. It confesses a lot. I was just having a conversation with somebody about how uh, the term that the youngins are using, when I say youngins, teens, uh, are using for describing how many people they've been with 
in, in a sexual way as a body count. What's your body count? Body count is a terminology used for dead bodies, dead people who were killed. <clears throat> ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. It's fine. It's funny. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Relax. Just lighten up. Yeah, no, no. It's fine. I, I do. I will. I already am. But right now, I'm going to denormalize this shit because <laughs> I'm not okay with it anymore. Because it's not just us that's involved here. Humanity's manic high of just power tripping on ourselves is violent to ourselves. It's violent to other human beings, namely the innocent ones who aren't about frying themselves until they learn that that's hot somehow. The kids are precious, innocent, vulnerable kids getting exposed to the fryer. This is, this is it, kid. Got to get fried. Toughen up. That's, that's life. It's one big fryer and then you die. One big fry and then you die. Again, I know you're thinking, some of you are thinking, Oh, you're just so dramatic. Come on, lighten up. I know you're there. And I know you're thinking that. And I'm going to challenge you that you're afraid to face what I'm saying. You are wanting to keep it normalized. Because the other option is to face what it actually is. Abuse. Abuse of ourselves, abuse of each other, and abuse of our children. And yeah, that abuse spills out onto nature too. What we're doing to nature, the way we just take and take and take from nature unilaterally and in an entitled way. It's like it's just there for us to take. As we stuff ourselves silly with more and more and more food, more supplements, more alcohol, more, 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 because we're trying to medicate, because we're fried, but it's too painful to feel it and tune into it and denormalize it. So we turn it into the ground floor upon which we stand. So we don't feel our exhaustion. We just pile on layers of manic denial on top of it, to which we become enslaved, and then certain cultural creatives, in quotes, but actually are cultural destructives, come up with things and slogans and phrases to make it sexy. I crushed it. The Punisher. That's hot. Right? Because it's tough. I can take it. There's an unwitting passenger in our accelerated and accelerating trip to the brick wall on a highway to hell that we've normalized. That's nature, it's source. It's our bodies, it's the animals, 
So kids. And I'm blissed off about it. Nearly 20 years ago, I wrote a song called In This World. And it was about this exact thing. The, the voice of FOMO, fear of missing out, for those of you who haven't heard that term yet. Fear of missing out is a force of, I don't want to call it nature because it's not natural, force of anti-nature. But it's a force. And it's the force of a collective consciousness that is committed to not facing the depth of our despair and depression and is therefore strapped to a demand, a relentless demand to create methods of denial and escapism. In This World is a song that was an early indication that my immune system was not going to be able to take it. And I tried. I tried. But I got glorified. And in this song, I speak of the prisoner's voice. The prisoner's voice was the way that I, I guess, poetically thought would would say it the best at the time, but it's, it's quite appropriate. The prisoner's voice is in all of us. The voice that says, you know, you're, 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 if you don't keep up, you're, you're done for. You're going to miss out. You're going to fall behind. You're not going to get yours. You're going to miss out. We say that, you know, FOMO sounds, has a cutesy kind of ring to it. But I mean, if you really, if you really look at it, fear of missing out in a way is like the ultimate toxin of humanity because it's what Let's look at what it does. It's a, it's a fear of missing out. So the fear is a fight or flight response that it triggers in us to override our reason, our sanity, in order to participate in the insanity because you don't want to miss out. And so missing out is a, a big deal. It's up there. It's rated in t top uh, five of fears. Uh, up there with death and pain and, you know, missing out. Missing out is exile. Missing out is, is um, abandonment. Missing out is hell to the everyday consciousness, to the normal run-of-the-mill standard consciousness of a being who just wants to belong and i don't care how cool someone seems or confident or self-assured everybody wants to belong you can't it's not something you can just override you can pretend like you don't care but you do everybody does don't be fooled by the veneers don't be fooled by the bravado and the 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 whatever false confidence is what it is Real confidence is what I'm talking about, which is to face to face the pathological quality of this frantic pace at which we do everything. 
and we're running ourselves into the ground. One of the one of the main symptoms of that everyday consciousness, I'm calling it today, that everyday run of the mill status quo mindset that we kind of all semi-consciously and mostly unconsciously just kind of know, right? Like, you know, the ins, ins and outs of, you know, if you think about how, how a kid grows up and how they're just taking in tons of information, what, of, of what, of what is okay to show, express, be, do, and what is not okay to express, be, do, right? And what's, what's informing us? Well, the frowns and the furrowed brows Make, a, make it very clear. It's not just what is said to us. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's also what's not said or what's implied. And kids pick that shit up early. They, they start to go, oh, that's not, that's not okay. Oh, that's not okay. Ooh, I can't show that. Ooh, I can't do this. Can't do that. Can't say this. Oh, when I just said that and I was just being me, all the other kids made fun of me and were laughing at me. So I'm going to just cut that out and make sure that doesn't happen again. Why? Fear of missing out, fear of being exiled, fear. So in other words, there's such a profound need for love and to belong. There is no being that is ever born ever that doesn't need love. That What that love looks like may vary and be widely varied according to each unique human being. But what is not an option is without love, without connection, without touch, without recognition, without honoring, a child will not live. We're talking about survival here. Well, that survival mechanism is hijacked by all of us. We're co-creating this. And I think there's certain voices in culture, that's what I say, cultural creatives that are actually cultural destructives. In other words, voices and mindsets and people and, and pe even groups of people who participate in sort of setting the bar of what is in and what is out. And that changes through the ages, right? What that means on, the, on its face changes, but the function remains the same throughout time. And the name of the game is either you're in, which means you conform, or you are out. What if running from fear is what's in? Running from the fear of truth. That's what's in. And you just can't let go of truth and goodness and honesty. What if you're somebody who, and I know you're out there, who just don't want to be dishonest and who don't want to fool, fool you. You don't want to fool yourself. You don't want to pull the wool over your own eyes. You want to get real uh, that you're not freaking happy. For example, you're not happy. Something's not right. Oh, come on, man. You just got to lighten up. You just got to lighten up. No, it's so much more of a lightening up to get real and get honest with yourself. And you know it. So how, how the heck are you going to fit in to a culture where in, fitting in, means denying honesty, authenticity, truth? It means playing small and getting in line with whatever in line means. 
And so what that what that means what that means is that the sickest among us, and when I say sickest, I mean the most unhappy among us, are the ones running the show, running the narrative of what the rest of us have to do. The miserable people of the world are going to set the bar for what's in and what's out. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like that's not happening anymore. And I'm sure as hell not going to let the most miserable among us run the narrative. And the thing is, is that when you're, when you're a sweet person, when you're a gentle person, when you have no need for confrontation, no desire for fights, no desire for, for any of that, you're the most likely to defer because you're going to be sweet and you want everybody to just get along. I can take it. But you just, you really want to be wanted. You really want to be seen. You want to be wanted. You want to be honored. You want to be sexy. You want to be attractive. You want to be this. You want to, so what does that mean? Well, what is it? I got to, I got to keep up. God, I feel exhausted. I'm fried. Oh, wait, what? Oh, ignore that. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Let's keep going, man. Yeah. I'm going to crush it gonna crush it <laughs> crush my workout let me get another life hack i've got a life hack do you have life hacks i need a life hack oh you want to be a hacker no no i want to be a hacker i just want life hacks well that's a hacker no it's not the same thing yeah it is we're so scared to admit it we're so scared to step back and go oh man I'm doing that. But you can you can take a good, hard, deep, and honest look at yourself and all of your neuroses and and silliness, to put it nicely, and you can do that with love. In fact, that is love. It's only love that can do that. I'm not talking about judging anything. I'm talking about going, I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. I don't want to be frying myself because my I can't see the forest for the trees. All I can see is FOMO. You got tunnel vision to keep up because you got to stay sexy and you got to stay wanted and you got to stay in the loop and you got to stay in whatever it is, guys, just everything under the sun. If you start looking for it, you'll see how many ways this is true. That we co-enslave one another by perpetuating these mindsets that are basically driven by a terror of facing that we are running from here. We are running from ourselves. We are running from stillness. And we know that it's wrong, not necessarily in a conscious articulated way, but on a deep level, we know we're in a some kind of violation. Something, something about, I just don't know. Something's haunting me. Something's chasing me. Something's on my back. And I don't know what it is. I can't, it's too, I, whatever. You know what? I can't face that. I'm going to, I'm just going to do a workout. I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to go for a run. I need to burn it out. I got to burn it out. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to burn it out. Oh man, I, I burned it out. 
<laughs> burned what out? Yourself? You just burned yourself out. Yeah, I get it. There's there's a little buzz at the end of a workout and there's a there's a runner's high. I get it. I get it. I'm not actually like I went on a run yesterday morning. And it was really nice. And when I went on that run, I really practiced staying in the breath. And I really practiced feeling the quality of the way my feet were hitting the ground. And I stayed really present with how my heartbeat felt and when my body started to feel like slow down, take a walk. Right. So there's a way of, there's a way of going there. There's a way of going to, to the place of increased heart rate and exercise. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. It's good stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not putting down exercise. I love it. I love mountain biking. I love running. I love snowboarding. I love lifting, yoga, all that stuff. So just really understand where I'm coming from. I'm calling out something else that is, Deadly. And the, ter- the, the name glorified just calls it out. We're glorifying frying ourselves. We're glorifying what is essentially an escape escape mechanism that in that escapism escapism is you know look at the ism it's an ideology it's a mindset it's a consciousness it's a state of consciousness escapism means that you are now committed to escaping which means you're you're normalizing it and i keep using that word normalized because it is so important when we normalize a pathology, we entrench it in us and us in it. And we're entrenched in a pathology of self. <laughs> Fry, we're frying, flash frying, deep frying. You know, the word fry is important. We're fried. I keep, I always think about that uh, um, James Taylor's song. Whoa, Mexico. I never really been, but I sure like to go. And one of the lines is, um, uh, forgive me if I botch it a little bit, but um, Americano got the sleepy eye, but his body's still shaking like a live wire. Sleepy senorita with the eyes on fire. Yeah, Mexico. <laughs> uh, that's that. That's like some some yoga yoga science right there, man. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, we're bodies shaking like live wire, but we're tired. We're tired. So what do you do? Do you face that? Oh, there's no time to face that. You can't have time to. If you open up that wellspring, if you start to feel your exhaustion, you'll you're, you'll never come out of that. It feels, <laughs> we tell ourselves, if we even get that close to it. But we don't, most of us don't even get that close to it. That's the amazing thing. It's almost just like physics. Once we're like in escapism, which is a form of denial and a form of depression, it is, it's depression. And it's the culture. Look at the culture. 
Look at what we put our money towards. Look at what we're buying and selling and feeding in, in, in all these ways. What are we doing? Really, do we need all of this? Do we really need all the stuff that we're doing and buying and consuming? Do we really need it? Ask yourself. I know you'll come to the end. You know the answer. You know the answer. No, we don't need all of this. But yes, we do. If, if we are in the escapism, we need it. We, so, so it's like even our economy is being driven by escapism, which is to say our economy is being driven by fear, FOMO running from ourselves, running from our feelings, running from the now, running from presence, running from what happens and what comes up and what surfaces when we dare to stop. That's why this is a human up podcast, because we can't human up if we don't face this. And that's why this is a yoga of yoga podcast, because if we don't face this, our yoga is going to be another version of glorification. Period. And I have friends who are advocating without even realizing, advocating for my changing what I'm doing in my yoga class, which is to ask you to stop, drop, and roll. Put out the fire. Put out the fryer. And I don't, I don't get upset. Well, maybe a little bit. I get blissed off. <laughs> but it illustrates the point. Good people. Beautiful, loving, wonderful people. I'm willing to say most of us on planet Earth. If not all of us. You know, we say some people are just bad seeds. What does that really mean? You know, are they bad seeds or are we, in a, is the culture a toxin to seeds? And then, and then culture gaslights the, the ones that show, reflect back to the rest of us how dysfunctional we are. And then we like to gaslight and point the finger at that and go, thank God that's not me. It is you. Because we are all you and we are all each other. And frankly, it's a chicken shit move to, to put it on someone else. We should all take responsibility. Imagine a humanity that says, together, I'm tired of running. I'm tired, period. This is not okay, what we're doing. I've been afraid of facing myself because I don't trust that if I get honest with myself that you all will still love me and accept me. And I'm not happy. And I have tears to cry. And I have screams to scream. And I've got Grievances to air. 
And there's a lot of stuff I'm holding inside of myself that is not fun and it is not pretty, but it's not going anywhere and it haunts me day and night. And God, I just want to be free. God, can we just help each other? Can we just help each other and hold each other? I just, I just watched the movie In and Out, by the way. Came out in the 90s, I think, late 90s, early 2000s. And it just popped up. And I remember when it came out and there was some really hilarious moments in that movie. And I watched it. And, and uh, after the main character finally comes out, he's, he's in total denial that he's gay. And he finally comes out. And it sends the whole town into upheaval. It's a, great, it's a great movie, actually. But my favorite scene in it is when the mother of the of uh, Kevin Klein, who's the main the main actor, is totally disappointed because all he wanted was for his son to get married and to to have a wedding, and that was like, uh, as she says, it's her heroine. <laughs> and she's lamenting with her her sisters, her friends, and they all start spilling the beans about what they've been too afraid to admit. And it's just a cute, it's a cute little scene, but it's actually really like, it got me emotional because I'm like, God, man, that's what we all need to do. We all need to spill the beans. We all need to freaking hold each other and dare to stop all this pretentious bullshit and then glorifying it. You know, we're, we're fried. We're fried from FOMO because we're too afraid to stop, drop and roll. And just face ourselves and feel what's real from a place of authenticity, even with what's not pretty and what's not likable and what's not sexy. And, and I'm just going to interject here. By the way, I think this, that's nothing more sexy on the planet than somebody who's willing to get real. Somebody who's willing to drop the guard and just get raw and get real. That's sexy. I mean, come on. That's sexy because it's real. You think fake is sexy? Like how good somebody's willing to put themselves through the ringer to pretend like they're not is sexy? To deform their bodies and calling it like bodybuilding or whatever we think it is, you know, when it's really just driven by a dread of facing that we're objectifying ourselves and abusing ourselves and putting ourselves on the meat market, the love market, which isn't love at all. Guys, come on. Like, seriously, let's, I can't be the only one saying this or seeing this. Can we just stop and just get real and like hold some space for each other to be honest? And go, you know what? I'm having a really fucking hard time. Damn it. <laughs> Can you hold me in that? Can I express that? Can I cry? Can I just be real? Can I just be honest? Because God damn it, I'm tired of running. I'm tired of feeling fried. I'm tired of all this. And it's not giving any rewards. I've never disliked myself more than I do now. And I've never accomplished more than I have up until this point. I've accomplished so much. I'm totally fit. I'm fit. People would kill for my body and I'm miserable. <laughs> no, we don't do that. We can't. We can't open that box. We can't get because it, we're so afraid that when we just open up a little bit of that Pandora's box, so to speak, it's just going to take over. We're afraid of losing control. So now we're haunted by our own escape mechanisms. And now we got to work even harder to keep that 
under wraps and you work even harder to be like, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And there was another shooting today. Another shooting. And it's just normal now. And these things pop. It's like that we're like one big freaking pressure cooker of denial. And these things go, psh, these little things, if you'd imagine like a little bust in the, in the steam starts shooting out, these things happen, you know? And, and there's all this upheaval, but we're all like, no, oh, it's cool. Let's hold it together. <clears throat> it's going, we, we're not going to, it's a losing battle. Escapism <laughs> is a losing battle because you can't run from reality. You can't run from what is authentic. We can't run from ourselves forever. And I really would venture to say that what we're most scared about is not being loved. We're so scared of just being rejected. All of us. Because we forgot, we forgot source. There's the, 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 the most obvious aspect to all of this is what makes all of this possible. But we're too self-absorbed in our agendas and what we think we need. So yes, this is yoga of yoga podcast in the sense that I'm saying yoga should not be used for escapism and certainly not glorifying it. Oh, just, I love to kill it. I love to kill it with my yoga. I love to feel like I got to work out. I can't slow down. It's too easy. It's too easy. It's too easy. I hear people say. No, it's not. It's clearly not too easy for you. You're having a hell of a hard time stopping. You want to challenge? You want to feel like you killed it? <laughs> then kill that. Kill escapism. Kill the pretentious mechanisms that we are enslaved to. Kill the bad habit of denial. You want to kill it? Kill that. If you want to crush it, crush that. And stop glorifying it. It's not sexy. It's not hot. I know a lot of you won't like me for what I'm saying. And I'm saying it anyway. Because you may not like me now for saying it, but you'll love me later for daring to say it. time guys and it's not just about us it's about this whole planet <laughs> there is global warming and it's coming from us in the fryer <laughs> you know it you know it and i know it we are cooking ourselves and our planet and and it comes a point where each of us go you know what i'm scared i don't want to face it it's hard, it's difficult, it's not fun. It's not fun to throw up, right? But you gotta do it sometimes, you gotta throw up. Imagine us holding each other's hair back, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like supporting each other and getting, getting, out, getting it out. Let's get like honest. Oh, man, don't you think? 
I hope this helped in ending the glorification <laughs> of, of escapism and, and all that. And all the, all the antics and frantics, I like to call them. The normalized frantics. And guys, and really make that connection. Mania, manic high is a form of depression. Don't be fooled by jumping up and down frantically. We're so happy, right? We're so happy, right? Is a form of depression. I would much rather hear a sad song cry our little eyes out because it's real than jump up and down really fast because we're happy. I want, I want upbeat, upbeat. I love upbeat. I love to dance. I love it. That's not the point. Why are we doing it is the question. What are we running from? What are we afraid of? Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe the scariest part about it is avoiding it. <laughs> and we just stop. And when I say stop, I mean stop. And feel it and face it together. Hold space for each other to do this. I think that humanity could turn this whole shit show around real fast. Really, really fast. If we knew that what we were doing was not falling into an endless despair, <laughs> but just doing our homework, our homework, our what is our responsibility as human beings to get over ourselves and recognize what is beyond us that we have a responsibility to honor and recognize. Get sacred. Because otherwise, guys, we're just going to continue to be haunted. Haunted. I don't use that word lightly. Haunted. By everything we're running from. Everything we're denying. As it just grows. And haunted means in hell. Normalizing it doesn't make it go away. So help me, my invitation to you as we wrap up this dual podcast, <laughs> this non-dual <laughs> podcast, I should say, help me. Share this podcast with someone you love. Do this podcast. Help me denormalize the escapism, the glorification. Help me bring sexy back. <laughs> Meaning, take sexy is not what we're calling sexy. It's just not. Sexy on our terms, on our escapism terms, is not sexy. Sexy is is grounded, relaxed, present, honest, real, vulnerable, open, truthful, courageous, because of daring to not conform to escapism. <laughs> <laughs> 
in FOMO, in denial. Courage to stand up to the most miserable among us and say, no, you do not run the narrative. You do not set the bar. Help me. That is my signing off plea to you. (laughs) Help me. It's enough. Enough is enough. And we have a responsibility. Thank you so much for listening. I know I went over time, but it's oh so worth it if you have heard me. And I hope you listen to it again and again and share it. Peace be with you. (laughs) And I'll see you with the fiery eyes. The recording has stopped.